Welcome to Fish Aquarium Geeks Podcast, brought to you by Palmer Aquatics, where keeping fish in glass boxes is more than a hobby. It's a lifestyle. What is going on, guys? I am glad to see you back here at my podcast. My name is Chris, and I am the host of this show, Fish Aquarium Geeks. I also run a YouTube channel, Palmer Aquatics. We just hit 60,000 subscribers, and we are growing fast, so I'm really excited about that. Please hit on, head on over to the YouTube and subscribe if you haven't yet. Anyways, today's topic of this episode is going to be talking about dirted aquariums. And this one's close to my heart because within like the last two years, I have essentially turned every aquarium in my house, probably like 90% of the aquariums in my house are dirted aquariums. And it's for good reason because obviously the idea when setting up these fish tanks is to create a well-rounded ecosystem and there's not a better way to do that than to use live plants. And I feel like it is a the most friendly, the most budget-friendly way to set up an ecosystem with live plants. Like the cheapest substrate to use is dirt. And a lot of people, you know, this is somewhat new to the hobby and it's I've realized that it's really kind of taking off in popularity. And I think it's because, like I said, it's cheap, it's easy, and it, you know, like, I feel like once people, like, understand the idea that they can kind of just, like, test this, you know, because I feel like so many people in this hobby are afraid to just test things, you know, because they only have, like, one or two aquariums. And I think when you only have a couple tanks, like, you're, you're sort of just kind of set on, or, or maybe you, you, you fear that because you, you set up this a certain setup that like it's gonna take a ton of work to like uninstall or like redo it. And that's not the case. Like a lot of times what you can do is just start really small. You know, maybe get yourself a nano aquarium, get yourself like one of those sexy Aquion rimless uh, six gallon or maybe a UN tank. There's a lot of sexy rimless aquariums right now and they're, they're small and they're easy to just to just pick up and just test things with, you know? So I guess uh, setting up a dirted aquarium. People do this differently, and I, I I did a video on this, how to set up a dirted aquarium. If you search for it on YouTube, it, it comes up as, like, number one. And I think that's because... Uh, it, people responded to the video really well, and it's it's actually the second most popular video on my entire channel, which is pretty crazy. So, so step number one to setting up a dirted tank is to find yourself some dirt, right? And you know, I've done tons of extensive research on like what to use because I uh, I'm a planted tank geek. You know, I love I've tested almost all the substrates, the planted tank substrates, and um, I feel like in comparison dirt is like for the value like there's there's honestly nothing better but anyway so so we need to figure out a dirt to use and you know that's probably the most common asked question I got on that video you know what what type of dirt do I use Chris and honestly I've tested tons of different soils and it, it really doesn't make a huge difference one of the big factors though they say is to make sure the soil is organic and, uh, you know, just go to one of your big box, uh, box store, home improvement stores like Home Depot, Lowe's, Fleet Farm. Uh, there's, there's tons of them. Ace Hardware. And just get yourself some organic soil. 
and depending on the brand you know and the quality is going to depend on like how much weird stuff comes in there or i shouldn't say weird stuff but like you know like sticks chunks of bark the idea is to kind of like get that stuff out of the tank but it'll be easy to get out you know it's it's real common for people to like think they have to like sift through there and to clean it super thorough but that's honestly not the case because the first step is to put the first step is to put the dirt into the aquarium or the soil you know the 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 potting soil and uh, to be clear, what you get is organic potting soil. It's essentially for houseplants or just gardening or whatever. And the first step would be to put it inside the aquarium. And I always tell people use two to three inches because when you set up these, or when I set up my dirted tanks, I like to do like a, what's called a deep bed substrate. A lot of people call it that. And a lot of people are afraid, you know, because uh, a lot of, uh, there's, there's, there's like wise tales out there you know if you do too deep of a substrate you're gonna get like ammonia pockets and all kinds of stuff but the way I set up my planted tanks is to heavily plant them so that there's there's just so many roots throughout the entire tank that like you don't really have to worry about that but back back to what we were talking about so the first step is to put the the soil in your aquarium and you just you just layer like two to three inches in there and you start soaking it with some water because what we want to do is we kind of want to saturate that into a mud and as you saturate it you know get yourself a hose or a spigot or a watering can and just sort of like as you're as you're starting to like water it just start like mashing it through your hands and what we're trying to do here is just ensure that there's no trapped air pockets or we have to get rid of all the air inside of the mud or the dirt whatever you want to call it and take your time doing this because this process is sort of huge because uh, we don't want any air pockets in that soil because if you were to set it all up and you have a giant air pocket in there what will happen like months later is it'll eventually like pop open and, and even a small little air pocket, maybe like the size of a marble, can do some harm to the tank. Because if you have like a nicely aquascaped tank and all of a sudden that air pocket just blows out the substrate, it's, it's just not going to look great, especially with the plants. And at the end of the day, the, the worst case scenario in these dirted tanks is to have that dirt get into the water. It, 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 it does really suck. Like, and if you... If you have a fish like start to peel away that sand cap that we're gonna put on there and just start tearing apart that that dirt and that mud it's a nightmare because as you know mud and water just it's those two don't mix and it's not you're, you're gonna hate your life if that happens so what I'm trying to say here is you don't want air bubbles so take your time take 10 minutes out of your day and just sit there and squeeze it all out and as you're kind of like sifting through the the soil and squeezing out the air pockets try to feel for like large clumps of things you know like a lot of times there's pieces of bark in there there's sticks maybe like a small little stone well i guess a stone won't matter but things things that are wood are we don't want that in there because a piece of wood will float i've had like literally like i just covered like a, a stick or a piece of bark and all of a sudden i've seen like just that that stick at a later date it, it is it has air trapped in the pores of the wood and it floats through it and it blows out your substrate so and don't don't let me like overcomplicate this you know i'm just kind of going into like super depth on like how, or how we're gonna do this and 
just because it, it's just it's you do want to be a bit careful and if you if you do anything thorough with this process i would say that's this is it you know make sure you get all the bubbles out and all the sticks um but you don't you, you know you don't have to go overboard because obviously we're going to leave the perlite in there the perlite's the little white things and those float so we already have those in there you know it's 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 not perfect and a lot of times what you can do is just put some extra sand on there some gravel um a lot of times by the end of all the subs you know by the by, by the end of it the dirt and the substrate or the sand is you know four or five inches thick sometimes and um it's a deep bed but it works so well and i promise you if you just try it it's gonna work awesome so now that we have put the soil in the fish tank and uh we have we have sort of like uh soaked it with some water it's kind of the viscosity of like mud right now you don't want too much water just kind of like a a well soaked and marinated mud and now what we're going to do is we're going to use aquarium sand to go right over it and i i commonly get asked can we use gravel the answer is yes i use gravel as a cap as well you'll hear me reference referencing refer i can't speak referencing it as a cap and essentially that just means we're capping it with the gravel or the sand those are the two common things to cap the soil with and the reason we cap it is because we need a barrier between that that soil slash mud and the water and the weight of the substrate like the sand or the gravel kind of helps hold it down and because the mud would just float and move everywhere and it's, it's it's sort of the cap is like that barrier so and when you're putting in the sand just start sprinkling it in and you know just try to sprinkle it because if you just hammer it in there all at once it's going to sink through the mud so you kind of have to use like a sprinkle effect if if that makes any sense so um, that sounded weird, the sprinkle effect. But and gravel, you got to be even more gentle with gravel. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll use, I'll do like a tiny thin layer of sand, like a quarter inch, and then I'll use gravel just because it kind of like gravel can just kind of like hit that mud or the soil and just drop right to the bottom, just plop. Especially if you have too much water in there with the mud. And then what we're doing here is um we 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 have we have set it up we have the soil in the aquarium and we have the sand as the cap over it and like we this is 80 percent of the work right and now we can just fill the aquarium with water and what i usually do is you know because if you just put a hose in the aquarium and just kind of lay it on the substrate when you start that water uh this the water is going to kind of erode the sand away and if you if you don't keep an eye on it it will erode the sand right into the mud so you got to just be very careful what i try to do when i fill these these setups up with water is i just tr kind of trickle the water at a very slow rate and just kind of like watch the whole tank mutate as it fills with water because sometimes when you fill you know because the water has to seep through that sand or gravel and into the mud and sometimes funky things happen so i always advise people to just kind of like if you can fill it as slow as possible just kind of like just trickle that flow be patient because this whole process of doing a dirted aquarium and setting it up you just have to be patient so now our tank is filled with water and we're ready to move forward and what i always do is 
the next step is going to be using a sponge filter and people can, can use really slow powered hang in the back filters I don't advise it though because I've just I've tested a lot of it and I've just had so much success with just using small little sponge filters and I use the double the dual sponge filters I guess what you'd call them the one that have suction cups and stick on the side because they just work phenomenal they're super low powered and uh, you know because we don't want tons of current in a dirted aquarium we want water that's kind of like stagnant it just sits there and a lot of times the fish are kind of what move like the water surface because if you've ever ran a an aquarium with no surface agitation you kind of get like that oily substance at the top and that's kind of what the sponge filter is doing because honestly once your aquarium gets established with like the light and all the plants you honestly don't even need a filter because mother nature takes over and it'll blow your mind with the plants you know i've 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 been doing some testing and a lot of times when i unplug the sponge filter that the tanks do even better because there's like there's more nutrients from the fish waste in the tank for the plants to feed on but i'm getting ahead of myself so when it comes to a sponge filter, I would start with a sponge filter. It always helps to have a pre-seeded sponge filter, you know, obviously, if you can get one from a fish store or a local uh, local fish keeper friend or something or another aquarium. That's always best because what if we can auto-cycle this aquarium, we can throw in fish right away, you know, because the, ideally, what we want to do is throw in a couple guppies, but we're not there yet. Let's reverse a little bit. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. What... Um, I, now that we've set up the sponge filter, we have it set up on low and we have like the surface, uh, we just have kind of just like as little amount of bubbles coming out of that sponge filter as possible, just because, um, we're going to be adding floating plants and I'll get to that. But next I want to talk about lighting. So a lot of people like to t take shortcuts on lighting and I've learned that lighting is the one, th is the one Thing that you don't want to take a shortcut on you know spend a couple extra dollars on a decent plant light and I'm not talking you know we're not gonna spend a hundred dollars what what we need is a decent full-spectrum LED light and depending on what size aquarium you have is gonna depend on like what what light you're gonna get if, if you're keeping anything like a five gallon or a ten gallon um, I would advise just using one of those clip-on lights and they do have full spectrum clip-on lights you know Higer has some you can get on Amazon and I think they're like 20 to 25 bucks so and that's like that's on the nice side so just get yourself a decent clip-on planted light and if you have like a 20 gallon aquarium like the tall the tall 20s like that's my favorite size tank ever um, get yourself a 20 inch light and I think through Higer, if you buy it on Amazon, I think it's like $30, $35. It's worth every dollar, guys, because why put in all this work on this tank and cut out and get you get yourself one of those like super cheap dog crap lights. Like I, uh, I've been doing a lot of testing with these cheap with these cheap budget lights, and they're not even worth the time because they just grow more algae. And in the long term, like a lot of times I bought the super cheap lights and then six months later I trashed them because it's just like it'll piss you off so much because you're cleaning double amount of the algae and you just, I don't know what it is with the cheaper lights but they just grow way more amounts of hair algae and just guys trust me on this get yourself a decent light and the next step uh, is to is to is to raise the aquarium light like six to eight inches above the aquarium 
and this is to kind of like spread out the lighting and uh it just kind of like i i i don't have like all the answers on this one but I think it helps to kind of like have that effect of the light being in the air to kind of like replicate the sun. I don't know, but I do know that if it's just sitting on top of the aquarium on top of your glass lid, like I, the, the plants just don't like it as much. And what sort of sucks is ideally you want to use a lid on your aquarium, right? But if your light is suspended like six inches above the surface of the tank you're gonna get like a lot of like light refraction and that sort of sucks and you're what's happening is you're cutting down on the amount of light getting into your tank so i don't use lids anymore on all of my aquariums that are planted and i know that might sound crazy to you because you're like hey chris i have beta fish and they like to jump and other fish like to jump you know crayfish like to crawl out this is just um this this is just how i do things now um i i don't honestly i i see like five like like five percent or less of fish jump out of aquariums like if, it, if a fish really wants to jump out he's going to but i i see so little of it that like we just find it easier not to keep aquarium lids anymore and i would advise you do the same and if you're keeping a crayfish maybe just don't keep crayfish i don't know it's um but with the with the heavily planted aquariums with these dirt setups, I just I I would honestly just use no aquarium lid or top and just suspend that light to be a little bit above the aquarium. And the next step after setting up the lighting is going to be to get yourself a timer. And people fight me to the death on this one, and I think it's because they just don't realize how big of a factor a timer is going to play a role on your plants because plants need that set time to to have the sunlight come up every single day and go down every single day it's a huge factor and i've done a lot of testing and having that set at the same time every single day is going to help drastically help your tank like it, it's just it's such a big deal guys you got to trust me on this and a timer just get yourself one of those like uh just get a super cheap one that has the little clickers that's all i literally use on all of my tanks and give that tank around eight hours of lighting every single day it really doesn't matter that's the the time of the day that you have your lights on i would maybe advise to have it on during the day uh because the sunlight is maybe shining through the windows and the plants might think that's daylight anyways and you may just want to kind of like replicate that at which the sunlight is is coming through your house but if you have a dark household or it's a dark area where the tank is it really kind of doesn't matter honestly because uh in our house a lot of times like in the winter time we like to have the tanks on um you know because it could get dark at like six o'clock in the winter and that's when we have the lights come on you know and we like them to go on till like two in the morning just because maybe we're staying up later we're watching movies and we just we like to have the the aesthetic of the aquarium look uh in the evening what i'm trying to say guys is just have get yourself a timer they're like five to ten dollars or something like that and you can just use extension cords and link lots of tanks together that's easy to do too i do that with my my setup so eight hours a day same time every single day it's a huge deal i guess uh we've we've 
pretty much set up 50% of this tank now. We we did the dirt, we did the sand, we did the sponge filter. Uh, we made made sure it was seated. Or you're gonna have to look into cycling your tank because I'm not gonna talk about that because I don't want a headache. Um, and then we talked about lighting. We talked about the the timer and the scheduling, which is a big deal. Um, I think next is going to be just turning it all on and having it all work together. What I, you know, the best case scenario for these setups is to kind of just, um, to just start to heavily plant the tank as fast as possible, you know, because if you have that light running, um, every single day without plants, what's going to actually happen is, you know, because that soil is in the water, it's, it's waterlogged and it's going to gas off ammonia into the water. And as you know, all that nutrient nutrients in the water is going to create algae like nobody's business. And a lot of people screw this up. What we want to do is to is have the plants ready. I advise just doing some research on some of the easiest aquarium plants and starting with those. I commonly put like an Amazon sword in every single tank I, I set up. Um, if it's a nano tank, maybe not. But uh, get yourself some some heavy root feeding plants, you know, like Valisneria, also known as Jungle Val. Get yourself some Water Sprite. Um, water Wisteria is another one. Um, Bacopa, literally there's tons of stem plants. Um, I just, I can't think of any right now, I'm being an idiot. Pearlweed is another one that grows really well. And um, the, what we're trying to do here when this is all set up it's kind of a, a a formula you have to master because what's happening here is because we have soil in the water ammonia is going to be given off from that soil and plants eat ammonia as you know so then what i'll also do is i will add floating plants because this is this is pretty important to the equation if you can get your hands on some floating plants to kind of like soak up and and feed on some of that excess ammonia it's it's going to greatly kind of increase your chances of the tank like not bombing out with ammonia because uh, as soon as that tank bombs out with ammonia you're gonna get tons of algae and also don't be afraid to do some water changes especially like the first couple days a lot of times what i'll do is i'll do like a you know I'll do 50% water changes for the first couple days just because that you know that fresh that that fresh setup in the aquarium with that soil you know the first couple days are going to be the days that, in which it leaches out ammonia at the at like the most excess amount hopefully that makes sense so you you just kind of have to rely on the fact that the dirt is going to release ammonia into the aquarium and we want to somehow get plants to feed on the ammonia or we need to be doing water changes to kind of be like compensating for that ammonia. And I heavily rely on duckweed because duckweed is super, it's readily available, it's cheap. And uh, if you can get the floating plants to do well right away, chances are the tank is going to be fine. And the trick to having success with floating plants is to, is to have very little water current and to have that raised light like four or five inches above the aquarium like i talked about four five six inches above it and the floating water the float the floater should have no reason to not do well and you might be asking yourself hey chris when can we add fish right this is this this is somewhat the 
scary part about keeping plant dirted planted tanks because adding fish is kind of like the the last step and people are always rushing this and I always ad advise people to master the plants before the fish because it is we you almost need the plants to do well in order for the fish to do well just because the fact that ha having soil in a in an aquarium is sort of against the grain of what we know because it leaches out ammonia and the only in the only way we can combat that is if we can get plants to absorb that ammonia and once the plants start to do well then we won't have the ammonia issue in, anymore and actually the plants kind of grow to love that and that's what makes this whole like cycle just perfect because it all it, it you're creating an ecosystem you know the plants rely on the substrate the substrate relies on the plants and as soon as we add the fish then the plants are going to rely on the fish to eat you know what they give off you know because the fish food and the food and the fish waste is going to be nutrients for the plants so it all is a revolving circle of what is known as a true ecosystem and some issues you may run into upon this newly set up planted aquarium with using the potting soil is sometimes you're going to get some algae and what you want to do is just uh, quickly manually clean that if it's on the glass just manually clean it and keep up with that if you start getting algae on your plants um, what you may want to do is try adding more plants because what's happening is one plant is getting excess amount of sunlight and you just need more plants to kind of absorb more of that light or else what you could do is raise the level of the lighting higher so that it's not as intense on the plants or you can uh, add more floaters to kind of like block some of the lighting because uh, it, it's it's sort of a it's sort of like a, a formula you figure out you know because the tank wants the perfect amount of sunlight uh, aka your light and if it's getting too much it's going to grow algae and if it's getting not enough your plants are gonna tell you by just not you know they're gonna look neglected they're gonna look like they're reaching for light the stems on them are gonna look really like long and bare and you, you just sort of have to learn like how plants react and you have to counter react to try to like you know because you are the one artificially creating this ecosystem and it we it needs you to kind of counteract to fix some of the variables of what you know because we're, we're we're trying to create nature here hopefully that makes sense so but yeah the planted tank should be taking off you know because um simplicity like honestly like a lot of times uh what i'll do is i'll just kind of like forget about the aquarium and i'll come back like i'll just keep an eye on it making sure there's nothing wrong uh as far as fish sometimes what i'll do is i'll add like i'll add like a guppy or two just to kind of like because uh, if you add a guppy or two the fish will kind of tell you if the ecosystem is safe because if you lose a fish um, obviously you have too much ammonia or there's just something wrong with the tank and you have work to do it's kind of sad to say but using a guppy kind of like as an experiment uh, as if it lives or dies it is it is partially morally wrong but it also it, it gives you a you know you can use this method um, or if you feel bad and don't want to use this method what I would advise doing is just giving the tank like six months to kind of like season itself and to kind of just like grow all the good bacteria that it's going to need 
Because honestly, if you want my personal opinion, uh, after keeping uh, tons of Planet Tanks, what I've learned is, you know, putting fish that we buy into fairly new aquariums that are set up, it's it's a recipe for disaster. Like if I if I were to go and buy a beta at like Petco or PetSmart, and I put it in a new tank setup that's like less than six months old, that's not a good recipe. And uh, I've just done it so much because what the fish want is they they want a real ecosystem that doesn't have ammonia problems. Maybe you're new to setting up the tank or the tanks um or the tanks just a new setup. What happens is every month that goes by with your aquarium be, aquarium being set up is it's growing new organisms like bioorganisms and uh, it, it it becomes more of an ecosystem every single month that goes by and that's why a lot of times like fish stores you know their tanks are bulletproof because they've been running for seven years you know or and they have all that great bacteria they've been through everything because mother nature adapts with time but yeah, you should have ex or you should have success with this. Um, some of the issues I'm trying to think. Just keep doing water changes on the plant tank because, um, you know, honestly, I'm pretty lazy when it comes to the water changes. I would rather just allow, just give the tank three, four months before I even add a guppy, because nature will fix itself. And you know, if I have floating plants in there, they will absorb and feed on a lot of that excess stuff and the toxins you know they're, they're essentially toxins and well, it'll start growing good bacterias i feel like i've been talking about this one portion for like 20 minutes it's just it's super crucial to kind of like understand what the tank demands to be successful and i know i've heard from a lot of people that reach out to me saying like hey i can't find aquarium plants and they're tough to find and i understand that because i know because I was once there and I can't even I can't even keep plants long enough to you know I have so many people messaging me about wanting my plants that there's almost like a shortage but I think that the trick is to just kind of break down and to actually buy some plants from a, a serious local fish keeper that's gonna sell you like a baggie of a lot of plants or just kind of buy one of those big bundle packs from one of the wholesalers you know um, Dustin's fish tanks, um, H2O plants, or actually H2O plants isn't a thing anymore. Flip Aquatic sells tons of aquarium plants. Just break down and spend some money. I know it's going to be like a hundred bucks to get a decent amount of plants, but if you do this setup, you honestly are going to need a large amount of plants because you can't just like, if you, if you don't fill in the aquarium, you're going to, you're going to deal with tons of algae issues and it's, it's not going to go great. The trick is get big luscious easy plants uh amazon swords you know uh bacopa there's tons of them ludwigia repens um wisteria is a great one valsneria jungle val any of the uh dwarf sagittarius regular sagittarius <sighs> but yeah guys this is how you set up a dirted aquarium I kind of went on a deep dive on this. I feel sort of like a dork. But if you guys have any questions, you can also visit my video. All you have to do is search for uh, how to set up a dirt soil aquarium on YouTube, and it should pop up. So 
I hope you guys have tons of success with your dirted planet tank. You'll have to hit me up somehow, you know. Um, hit up one of my YouTube videos, comment, or leave a review on this podcast. Make sure to subscribe to all the channels or just, I don't know, just do the damn thing and all the socials, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I'm hoping that you guys have great success with this because it's really rewarding. And a lot of times people, once they have a little bit of success people reach out to me you know and they're like hey man i had a little success with this and all of a sudden i feel like setting up my own little plant farm downstairs and totes or i have nine aquariums so just be careful because it can become like extremely addictive and you know that's what happened to me i thought i was going to become like this huge like plant nursery and just sell aquarium plants but uh you know electricity electricity is, is expensive and heaters are expensive um, a lot of times what happens is these planted tanks do very well, and then you throw small little fish in there and they start breeding. You know, my favorite tank is the live bear tank. You know, get some fancy sword tails, and all of a sudden you have babies, and the tank is just super rewarding because it, it, it gives value back, you know, because you're selling the cuttings, and you're selling the babies, and you just feel like just a, a master of just... I don't know. It just it feels amazing. I love the feeling. And yeah, guys, I you got to hit me up somewhere in the comments. Um I will talk to you in the next one. I guess we will wrap this one up. I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to say. I think that's about it. So have yourself a great day. Spread spread